I'm overriding or I'm going too fast in relationship to the inner work that I actually need to do in order to do that successfully versus doing it and achieving it and saying I did it, but I'm not fully whole in the process of doing it. It's like I'm cutting out parts of myself or I'm overriding opportunities for deep growth or to turn over stones of shadows that I haven't looked at. And so often what ends up happening is I don't meet the goals in the way that I want to because I'm going a little bit too fast. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome to The Art of We. This is podcast episode number 62, and it's actually a really big episode for us because last year in 2023, at the beginning of the year, we made the commitment to do a full year of weekly podcast episodes, and we have definitely reached our goal. I'm so proud of us. Thank you for doing this with me. Mm, Thank you. It takes a lot of discipline and commitment to fulfill a goal that's that long. So I'm curious what you're most proud about. I feel most proud about the lessons that we've learned and the ways that we've grown as a couple by making this commitment and facing the challenging moments, which there've been plenty of to navigate together and and collaborate through that. I agree. I feel like we've grown so much and there's something so rewarding of doing the episode on a weekly basis, even when there's resistance and even when there's, like you said, challenge between us. And I feel like by doing it, it's really helped us to clarify our own values in a certain way, and also to make sure that we're staying on top of our our vows, which is so helpful for us. So it's been awesome. Yeah. Well, before we talk about how we're moving forward, maybe we should review. Is that a good place to start? Yes. So this episode is going to be about our review process and our planning process for 2024, which is going to be a little bit different, which we're going to get into. And for those of you who deeply care also about reviewing the year and stepping into a whole new year with new intentions, this hopefully will be enlightening to you to inform your own process. And so why don't we dive in and start with our review process of what we're going to do this year in terms of our review of 2023. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I love this process with you because now we've done it a few years in a row that we've been together and handful of years. And we keep a, I mean, to get really granular, we keep a Google sheet that's a shared document together. And we have headings that historically have been a little bit more individual oriented than what we're going to do this year. But we found it useful to go into what we call the seven areas of life, which we learned from John Martini. We can put that in the show notes if you want to learn more about that framework. And just as a rough overview, those areas include spiritual goals, health goals, financial goals, 
relationship goals, family goals, intellectual, and career. So we find that framework useful because sometimes there's a, a tendency when you really care about a particular area, like we care about relationship a lot, obviously. Then another area, let's say finances, for example, could escape your attention. Anyway, having those areas in mind has been useful to us in the past. And so we're looking back before we look ahead at how did we do? How do we do with our goals? One of our goals in 2023 was to really prioritize staying connected and staying regulated because the prior years have been so stressful. (laughs) So we were really like, okay, we need to hunker down and making sure that we are getting regulated. We are taking care of ourselves. We're taking care of our health. And so that's an example of one of the goals that we had in 2023 that we're going to be reviewing more officially as we sit down together. But overall, I feel like that was also another place that we really did well in terms of what our intentions were. Yeah. And if this is your first time tuning into our show, Chris is referring to these goals around putting regulation first after a stressful couple of years, which included buying a house that we didn't know we were going to have to rip out everything because of mold everywhere. And while simultaneously having an incredibly fast growing startup business to manage. So that was a lot to hold. And at the beginning of 2023, we we had only been in this home for three months. So this was really our first full year in the home. And it's amazing. We're so We feel so blessed and relaxed in this space. And so it's given us room to even more deeply invest in putting regulation first. And this was really kind of the first time that we really worked hard at putting a priority ahead of everything else. Like we had our seven areas, we had our goals in the seven areas, but this was really the leading primary focus. And it made such a big difference to us. I didn't I didn't have any idea how we would do it necessarily. We had some ideas like making sure that we're getting our exercise and getting sleep and getting body work when we need it. And there's something to say for a mutually aligned orientation of what we, you and me and our we needs. And I think that we did extraordinary. Yeah, I agree. It was a lot of success in that area. We saw our couples therapist very regularly. I got individual somatic therapy on a regular basis from my amazing therapist who I've been fortunate to see off and on for 15 years. We had community support. We had community support. Our friends, men's group, women's group, couldn't do it without our peeps. That's for sure. And I feel like over the course of this year, we've gotten a lot more skillful and effective, efficient at doing repair which I think is such a big part of regulation. So there is something I want to say about the seven areas, which is why we're going to be doing something a little bit different this year in part. But I love going through each area and being like, where are the gaps and how do I want to orient this year? But for me, as kind of a perfectionist, I can get into, well, here's all the 10 to 15 things that I need to take on in each area. And then I get pretty overwhelmed and stressed out. (laughs) And then potentially I don't do anything really well. So to hold it lightly about how we do our goals, I think we've also learned that it needs to be flexible and it needs to really work for us. So holding lightly the seven areas, I think, has been something that we have done, even though they've been a guiding light for us. 
Right. To really make that template your own personal map of meaning. And, you know, we were talking before starting recording this episode that it seems like to us that the purpose of looking at these seven areas is, you know, where does the meaning live for you? What are, what are your personal priorities? What are important areas for you? It can be anything. Could be parenting, could be career, could be physical exercise. I mean, whatever it is, creative expression. And, you know, I think it's fairly universal to say we're looking for living a life of meaning. I think most people are, are running after that, even if they're maybe not aware that they are. Yeah. Yeah. So not getting too obsessed about these areas that are less of a priority for us. Right. Exactly. So we're excited to do that process. And the second part of the process is to then lean into 2024. And we have decided to try something different this year, which we're excited to try. It really stems from our commitment to the we and a new level of art of we for us. Even though we're actually really doing it anyway, it's just another called out way of, of actually relating to goals together. So how about we take a quick break and when we come back, we'll share what our process is going to be this year. Great. Okay, we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance. And now back to the episode. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I think there are two main differences in how we're doing our planning this year. And the first one is something we kind of alluded to before the break of letting ourselves be who we are and prioritize certain areas that are more important to us than others. The other one is actually comes out of the title of the Google document that we share, which is our document's called Weagles. And so as you and I started talking about this process for this year, it occurred to us that this seven areas of life template is really more of an individual template, which is super useful for individuals. And the way that we've been relating to these areas, as you said already, but now more in a called out way going forward is what are our goals together? Like how do these important areas of attention and meaning for us how are they held inside of the we so that we make sure that all of the areas for each other and for our we are met fully in the coming year? That's another example of where we're both having some desire and need there and we're holding it together. So rather than me being like, okay, there's this gap in one area for you. Let's have you work on that. Obviously, I'm holding it with you because of our vows and how we hold our vows. For example, being for each other's success and doing what we can to help each other achieve our goals. But in this format, it's another level of both of our responsibilities to fill that gap. Absolutely. And I wonder if you'd be willing to share an area under there that 
you feel like is more of a gap for you going into 24 that you want our we to hold special care and attention onto? Well, I feel like we've done an extraordinary job of courting this baby that we call the art of we. It's an expression of us. It's a expression of our commitment when we first met to have our relationship be of service to the world. There's other other ways that's, that's also happening, but this is one specific way. And I feel like there's more possibility in what sprouts from the art of we so far. And so honing and refining what that is would be very meaningful for me. I feel like there's a gap there in terms of knowing exactly where we're going and where we want to go and filling in the potentiality that I sense. That would be an amazing area. I agree. I mean, it, it makes sense. And I feel that, that this series of weekly podcasts for a year, it was investing in that seed that you're talking about. And I think there is more to come from that in the future in terms of direct collaboration. Yeah. And that'll be fun to vision into 2024, what that looks like together. Definitely. It's really helpful to have a structure of goals and plans because otherwise it can just be talk and dreams, right? Without really investing and making them be real. Exactly. So we'll be looking at the 2024 year and using these seven areas as kind of a guide of like, okay, where are the gaps? And then bringing that underneath the umbrella of our we to see what we want to really fully take on together and align about in these different areas. This being one of them. Is there anything that you want to share around that? In terms of what's missing or what feels like you'd want us to be focusing on in 2024? Well, when I think about the focus on regulation that we took last year, I feel like there's so many deeper levels of that that we haven't explored yet. And so I feel like that's still a very active area of learning and growth for us. And it's incredible how different it feels at the end of a year of steady commitment to that. Mm -hmm. So yes, to continuing in that effort. And I am really excited about what we're going to create together and where this is going to go. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of need out there for this is what we hear from people who give us feedback is how useful it is to hear a couple doing real mindful co-regulated collaboration with each other. And I think a lot of people want that and are doing their own version of trying to achieve that or practice that, but it's really helpful to hear people talking about it. It's helpful to us. Yeah. So those of you who are listening and you haven't already given us some feedback, we would so love to receive it. It'd be a great gift to us. Which reminds me, we have an offer. If you didn't hear the episode right before this one, maybe you don't know about. So we're going to hit on that before we close out today. Are there other areas that you feel like you're really wanting to focus on this year? Well, I keep hearing how rewarding it is for you to be in the conversations around shaping the industry standard land of psychedelics as they become legalized for using in a therapeutic environment. And I also feel like there's a way that you really become more alive when you are talking to other thought leaders around how to spread 
psychedelic therapy, specifically in the areas of the world that really need it, where there's high levels of trauma, there have been wars. And if I'm looking at the whole of our we, and I'm seeing these sparks in you of aliveness after getting to be on these calls and participating in such an important way, then I would imagine that one area that would be really rewarding is to keep making sure that that is getting developed and that you're participating in a way that feels really good. And so I wonder if that feels like that's an area that would be of use for us to focus on more. Mm. Thank you for naming that and seeing me there. And Chris is referring to a course for Ukrainian psychologists that were we've been working on and that we're about to deliver in just a couple of months. It's going to kick off. I'm really excited about it. Collaborating with some really amazing folks in the field. And it has been really fulfilling to get to apply my effort there. And, and I hope that that will open up opportunities to be of service in the Middle East because that is a place that obviously needs a lot of support and is near and dear to me for a lot of different reasons. Um, so I definitely want to keep leaning in to that area of, of expression and service. So I think an important part of this planning process for 2024 and setting goals isn't just looking at where there are gaps, but it's also like looking at what brings aliveness and making sure that we're doubling down on that as much as we are as the gaps. Right. So bringing that into the 2024 process will be rewarding to me. You're sparking a whole nother conversation I want to have with you about that because it totally makes sense to me that as you say it, you know, what brings life in is one side of the coin and then there's, you know, what pulls energy out of our system. And I think I still have work to do around knowing the difference between the two because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still have a little bit of a have to, I'm obligated to kind of vibe sometimes that gets in the way of knowing the difference between the two. What's the difference in the energetic? Well, I think doing things that bring aliveness and joy and things, things that accelerate the feeling of living a meaningful life is, is another way to say it. To put it simply, you know, charges up the battery of, of our experience and makes every day easier uh, to face the challenges that are inevitable when you have big goals to, in whatever area, whether it's to be of service or to build your career or, you know, big goals in the gym or weagles, whatever, to be able to face those goals more easily when the battery's charged versus having a continual drain on the battery. Yeah. You mentioned that sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between the two. And I would imagine that if we just slow down a little bit, we could probably discern pretty easily what's draining the battery and what's filling it up. Yeah. Slowing it down and looking at, why am I doing this again? You know, that question always helps me. What's the big why here? Is this in the service of meeting or not? There's another piece here for me, which is there's a way that I can set goals that I'm really excited about and that I really want to meet and I want to reach them. And there's a quality of, I'm going to make this happen. Gosh darn it, no matter what. But I'm overriding or I'm going too fast in relationship to the inner work that I actually need to do in order to do that successfully versus doing it and achieving it and saying I did it, but I'm not fully whole in the process of doing it. It's like I'm 
cutting out parts of myself or I'm overriding opportunities for deep growth or to turn over stones of shadows that I haven't looked at. And so often what ends up happening is I don't meet the goals in the way that I want to because I'm going a little bit too fast. And there seems to be a cultural or historical tendency to get really excited at the beginning of the year, set these really big goals, which for me, like I'm saying, has never really worked. So for me, I think there's another piece here around goal setting of creating more of a, this is what I want to get to in my system. This is how I want to feel in the process versus this is exactly what I want the outcome to be. Yeah. And talking about this aliveness piece, there's something about being on track and feeling on track with the purposeful action. Like we did a couple episodes ago, we talked about what purposeful action means. And I'm really personally wanting to prioritize that this year over the numbers or the data that comes with a goal, if that makes sense. Totally. Totally makes sense. I mean, let me just check this out and see if I get it. The frame that I relate to and what you're talking about, and I've been talking about this with you a lot. So sorry if this is a repetition of what we've been talking about a lot, but the focus on a certain goal in the gym with numbers. Yes. And the sacrifice of harmony or connection with the body in order to prioritize the numbers versus prioritizing the journey and you know how much harmony can i have with my body in the gym versus how much can i lift exactly yes mm -hmm. i maybe i've gotten that through osmosis through you because you have been talking a lot about that and i think it's i think actually that's really key for us this year that level of orientation i agree and i i think you're right that there's a cultural piece there and there's a, a kind of I mean, maybe it's fair to say aggression toward ourselves when we don't account for all of the parts of ourselves that need to be enrolled to have consensus around getting to the next thing or getting to the next level. Mm -hmm. Overriding. Right. Overriding. Mm -hmm. Well, I think this has been a very juicy conversation and I'm really excited to dive into this process with you. I think even through this conversation, we've came to a couple new pieces that we'll add. So. Yeah. Would you like to share what our gift is to the listeners? Our 2023 gift? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first of all, big shout out to the folks who have given us so much feedback in the last few months. It was pretty quiet for the first part of the year, but we have really enjoyed hearing from a lot of people in the last, particularly the last few weeks has been amazing. Apropos of the feedback we've been getting, which has been so wonderful we wanted to just give an end of the year gift to our audience. And so what we're offering to the first five couples or the first five individuals, could be individuals or couples, who reach out to us and claim the offer, we're going to give one 30-minute coaching session per person or per responder. <laughs> so it's first come first serve. We have five of these available and we'd love to hear from you. Yes. And this can be with you individually, as you said, it can be as a couple. We would love to just get in there with you around your landscape, what's happening, 
If there's any areas where you're finding challenge, we always love to brainstorm and thought partner with you. And you can reach out to us if you're interested at team, T-E-A-M, at kristavanderveer.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And we hope that you have a really, really wonderful rest of your 2023 and an amazing start to your 2024. See you next year. See you next year. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If the show sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We.